You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. Quantitative easing has been part of our financial lives for, goodness me, more than a decade now. And it's worked for some countries, notably the United States of America, which certainly worked for Wall Street. But is it the solution for South Africa? With me now is the head of investments, SA Investments, that is, at 91 in Cape Town, and that's Nazmira Muller. Nazmira, I thought we were indulging ourselves in QE because of the bond buying program from the South African Reserve Bank. But uh, I don't think you believe it is actually QE. It is a limited form of QE on a very technical basis, Lindsay, but it is very limited. So what we've seen is 30 to 40 billion rands of bond purchases from the Reserve Bank over the course of the last couple of months. Given that the Treasury has to fund a 700 billion rand deficit this year, it it is quite small. So it's very much around um, the Reserve Bank ensuring the market functioning continues. There aren't liquidity stoppages in in the market functioning. It's not about funding the deficit, which is what QE is normally about. As far as I remember, the uh, 10-year government bond at one stage was close to 13.5%, the yield that is, and there was a lack of liquidity, and that's one of the reasons why the bond buying program was initiated. Am I correct? Exactly right. That's exactly the reason it was implemented. And that's sort of air pockets where there's no liquidity and very small trades, five, 10 million rand trades can have a dramatic impact on the price of bonds is what the Reserve Bank's trying to avoid. Okay. Now, what is the state of affairs at the moment? You mentioned the figures of 30 to 40 billion. Is it continuing? And um, if it wasn't QE, is there any chance of QE being initiated? Quantitative easing, of course. So I think the Reserve Bank will continue to be a responsible participant in the bond markets, will continue to provide liquidity if it is required. So, yes, I think it it is continuing and will continue for at least the next couple of months. Um, So, but, But I think that is separate. So the discussion that is being had is given the sheer size of the deficit this year, should the Reserve Bank be providing much more financing? Should there be several hundred billion rands of financing that the Reserve Bank is providing um, to the Treasury, both to fund the deficit, but also to provide money for further spending to stimulate the economy? That is the crux of the debate that is now starting to emerge, which I think is a much um, bigger concern. Is it a concern because you don't believe that quantitative easing is appropriate for South Africa? It's been appropriate, as I said in my introduction, for certain developed economies, but a less developed and under-pressure economy like the South African economy. Are you saying that's not going to work? I don't think it's appropriate for South Africa. I think quantitative easing has a role to play if it is a one-year or perhaps an 18-month solution to a funding gap due to a crisis. So if it's temporary in nature and there's a massive crisis which is causing a contraction in demand, QE can step in to fill that gap. The problem in South Africa is we went into this crisis with a large budget deficit and our growth projections are not temporarily downgraded. So we have both an expenditure problem in the form of too high a public sector wage bill, but a revenue problem because our tax revenues are likely to remain suppressed for a long period of time. And that means 
QE won't be a one-year solution in South Africa. It would need to be an ongoing solution. And once you have money being printed on an annual basis regularly, we very quickly get to a situation where your currency starts to weaken dramatically, where inflation starts to pick up. And there are many examples after that. Start with Argentina, Venezuela, closer to home Zimbabwe. Um, Repeated annual printing of money, which is what it would result in in South Africa without solutions for expenditure and growth um, are unsustainable and would be very problematic. Okay, so let's look at the United States. Back in 2008, the global financial crisis and banks folding and Wall Street under enormous pressure. So that was a once-off event, and that's why they indulged themselves in quantitative easing. What you're saying is that the South African economy has deep-seated and embedded structural problems, and therefore QE is not the solution. That's exactly it. So in 2008, we had much more capacity to indulge in QE. We went into the global financial crisis running a surplus. Um, We had growth rates, which were much higher, and um, we had a debt-to-GDP ratio of 23%. So at that point in time, we had much more room to indulge in QE. Currently, we went into COVID with a debt-to-GDP ratio above 60%. Um, or very soon to be, um, with a budget deficit that was going to be 6.8% of GDP this year, which is enormous as a starting point. We're now looking at 14, 15% of GDP deficit, which is one of the largest in the world, certainly the largest emerging market deficit in the world. So we need to fix our structural issues. If we had spent the last four months um, executing reform, structural reforms on the energy sector, on the telcos, um, spectrum sales and other areas, there would be a little bit more belief in our growth outlook and it would have opened a little bit more of a door. I mean, not much because the deficit is still enormous, but it would be a little bit more plausible that there is a growth plan in South Africa. We don't have a growth plan, Lindsay. Without a growth plan, QE is not going to be a once-off affair. It's going to be a repeated affair. And the people that are going to end up suffering most are poor people Mm. because inflation will eat into their purchasing power. Okay. But the fact that we're talking about this now, Nazmira, means that obviously it it might be on the table or certainly up for debate. Is that what you understand? I think our Reserve Bank governor has been very clear that this is not a solution. He gave an excellent speech a couple of weeks ago. Um, I can't remember the exact title. It was something like the um, the age of magic money or why magic money is not real or something along those lines. Yes. Um, there is a, the finance minister has also been clear that, that, that this is not a solution in South Africa. But it's very tempting when you are in a crisis and you need to rein in spending to think that there is an option that can be used here. And that is my concern, is this is not the solution for South Africa because we don't have the preconditions necessary. Okay. The, um, the debate is on the table. Nazmira, thank you very much for your analysis. That is Nazmira Muller, the head of SA Investments at 91 in Cape Town. The views and opinions expressed in these podcasts are those of Lindsay Williams and various contributors and do not reflect the policy, position or opinion of any other agency, organization, employer or company associated with strictlybusinesspodcast.com. Assumptions made on the analyses are not reflective of the position of any other entity other than the speaker or the author. And since we are critically thinking human beings, these views are always subject to change, revision and rethinking at any time. Please do not hold us to them in perpetuity.